Welcome to House of Whimsical Terror. I'm Esther. I'm Mary. And we are speaking to you from Tucson, Arizona. And we are telling real stories of the fantastical. And all of our stories are true or told to us as true. Occasionally, we do alter the names to protect privacy. Today's story is, I'm going to call it Walter. Yeah. And today's story is... Another haunted house. <laughs> Another haunted house because it's Halloween, Halloween month. month. Our favorite month. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So we are going to talk about a haunted house. But first, we're going to talk a little bit about Tucson. So um, Tucson is a valley that is surrounded by mountain ranges on all sides. And archaeologists speculate that humans have been in this area for over 12,000 years. And it may be the oldest continuously occupied location in the United States. I didn't know or that. Or at least in the top three. <laughs> you didn't cool. know that. I didn't. No. I'm not, I'm not, I don't even know if I knew that before I looked this up. But there is evidence, I did know, of Paleo-Indian settlements, the Hohokam, and um, mm-hmm. their farming mm-hmm. communities. And they were here 4,000 years before the Spanish colonizers arrived in the 1600s, which they established, the colonizers established, the Presidio San Agustin, and the, and the Mission San Javier del Bac. And you can still go visit both of those places. Yes, you can. They're iconic mm-hmm. and beautiful and worth a visit. Um, mystical folks, though, that live here in Tucson, of which there are many, probably throughout oh, Arizona, but particularly in Tucson, they actually believe that because Tucson is shaped like a bowl with the four mountain ranges around it, that energy is actually held here. So... When you have so many millennia of occupation, that's a lot of energy, right? Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. It is. So all of that to say you never know what the ground holds. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're going to talk about a haunted house that we're actually currently sitting in. Yes. I, I live here. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're also going to talk about, the reason we're talking about this is because there are weird auditory anomalies on our previous episodes. Yeah, two of them had that weird shushing yeah. sound. And and seriously, we did everything we could to try and figure out, like, where did that come from? Did we create that? And we still don't know. We don't know what they are. Can't figure it out? No. So we thought, well, we'll talk a little bit about my house. Yeah, and in who that case. or what might be causing it. Right, and we'll see if anything shows up today. So... My house is far from what you would picture as a haunted house. It's not old. It's not dark. It's not immediately creepy. It's not. No. But it definitely has had some unique goings on. So we're going to talk a little about that too. So when I bought this house, the first thing that I noticed is that it needed to be completely renovated. Oh, yeah. Yes, it did. did. But that was okay because, you know, you want your home to be your own. So I was good with it. So when I came to see the house, I I went on a walk around it. And when I got to this small bedroom of the two bedrooms that it has, I was looking out the window into the backyard. And there was something in that room that was odd. It was like I wasn't the only one looking out the window. But someone else was too. Except I was the only one there. Right. Right. The, um, The energy, if you will, it felt heavy. Uh, kind of lonely, but very, very intense. And I, I stood there. I, mean, so I was like, 
wow, what is that? Um, and then I bought the house anyway. <laughs> of, course <you> <laughs> of course I did. Um, so after it was renovated, I moved in. And in the first month that I lived here, I was on the phone with a friend of ours that lived in Phoenix. And I was laying on the bed. And I did not make the creepy smaller bedroom my bedroom. I made that the office. And so my bedroom is next to it. Uh, so earlier in the evening, I was in the office and I was at the desk and I had been, you know, in the creepy office room on my laptop at the desk. And when I was done, I turned off my laptop, but I left it open. Right. And anyway, so now later in the day, I'm, I'm on the phone chatting with our friend in Phoenix. And then I see this really bright light burst forth from the doorway of my bedroom. Oh, weird. Uh, and it was coming from the small creepy room. Mm -hmm. So I told my friend, you know, hold on. <laughs> I'll be right back. And uh, I went into the office and my computer was on. So creepy. I literally, like I always turn my computer off, but I literally hard pressed turn off. Right, right. Um, so I stood there and I, I looked at it and I turned it off again. And then I, you know, went back to the phone. And I told my friend how weird that was. And we laughed about it. And that was basically that. And uh, that was within the first month of living here. Well, then my soon to be spouse moved in. And not much later, we noticed that there was a nightlight that we had put into the bathroom, uh, which is a room next to the creepy office. Mm -hmm. um, and it was spontaneously often around 3 a.m. Of course. Uh, it would flicker okay. enough to wake us up. Okay. So then over the years, we noticed quite a few electrical anomalies. During the soul's midnight. That's right. Well, and all other times of day sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but the flickering. Yeah, it was like the more comfortable it got, the more mm -hmm. there was. Um, so there would be things turning off and things turning on and things turning on and off periodically, whatever. Um, anyway, at some point, we were in Jerome, Arizona, which is super haunted. Super haunted. You and do like ghost hunting mm -hmm. there. It's, yeah. Oh, it's amazingly it's super really scary. And, and so my spouse and I were like, we're at, in Jerome and, and we're going to do a podcast from Jerome oh, good. later in the year. I can't wait. You and I. And uh, we went there for the weekend and there's a lot of shops there and a lot of crafts people there. And this one lady... She was selling these glass orbs that are really colorful, and they were called witch, witch balls. balls. Yeah, yeah, uh, and they were supposed to trap negative energy. So we bought them, right? Of course. And then I hung them up from the ceiling in our family room because, well, you know, witch balls—you're <laughs> probably badass, right? Yep, yep. Yeah. Well, a few months later, we had some folks over, and, and as we we're we were chatting one of the balls fell from the ceiling and shattered all over the floor. Mm. All right. And we all just froze. And then one of my friends who also happens to be a paranormal investigator. Oh, we know who you're talking about. Yes. And now also be a guest a on guest, the show later. Yeah. Um, well, she said maybe the string I used wasn't strong enough. So I let her know that they're actually hung with sinew that I'd gotten in Sedona because, you know, this is Arizona, and when you got witch balls, you hang them with sinew because mm -hmm. it's sturdy. 
Right, right. So she <laughs> cords this. And, yeah. So anyway, I went over to to clean it up, and the cord didn't break. Right, Esther. Of course, it didn't break. <laughs> it actually untied itself. Uh, the knot was literally untied. So uh, my friend, our friend that is the investigator, was just like, "Okay, moving right along." So the other two balls never fell, but that one did. Um, next, I think it was the time that we woke up in the middle of the night because both of the table lamps on each side of the bed came on and they came on high, even though they're, you know, there's a, there's a low, medium, high, they come on high. Usually you have to phase through one, two, three. Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, both of the table lamps came on on each side of the bed and we just laid there for a minute and then said in unison, oh, that's weird. That's really And then we weird. turned them off. Creepy, creepy. So the weirdest thing about that is that each of those lamps on each side of the bed, they're, they're not plugged in together. They're actually on separate circuits. Mm -hmm, that's true. And, and they don't have switches. They're touch controlled. So you can touch them with anything, you know, a book, a piece of paper, it doesn't matter. They will not come on. But if you touch them with your hand, they will. So a hand They're, touched yeah, them apparently. at the same time. At the same time. That's on each funny. side of it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But that's really another. No, yeah. No, I mean, I don't know how, like. Who oh, did it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so those are just some of the several electronic anomalies and weirdnesses that we have at our house. So sometimes sensitive people come over and they notice that, you know, there's an odd energy in the small bedroom and they, you know, it also apparently likes my table lamps and it turns, turns them on. It turns on the touchless kitchen, kitchen faucet with some regularity. And you've been here when that happens. Yes. Yeah. It just like, goes on for no reason. Yeah. Like, it's like, no, it's not fly weather. So no, nothing landed on it. Just bam. Just bam. Then the kitchen faucet is mm, on. That's weird. So I think the last couple of things about about the house is I want to talk a little bit about other people's experiences yeah. at the house because I, I think that's important. It's not just me and Esther and, and Kayla. It's like whoever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so one time I had a surgery and a friend at the time came and stayed over with me and they came from another state. So they hadn't spent a lot of time in the house and um, she stayed in the office, which now doubled as a guest room because mm -hmm. that's fun with the creepy little room. Um, anyway, a few days into her stay, we were um, chatting about this and that. And she stops chatting and she looks at me and she says, did you know you have a male ghost in your guest room? Ooh. She felt Walter. And I said, I was hoping you wouldn't notice. <laughs> and I just kept chatting about other things because I didn't really want to talk about it. But yeah. she did notice. Um, and I just call him Walter. Yeah. Because that was the name of the, the elderly man that I brought the house from who was quite sickly. Um, so Walter and I have an agreement that I don't want to see him. And he can have his way with my electronics. Yes, he can. Um, apparently, my friend that came to visit didn't you know, have the same agreement with him. But she did describe seeing him in that same area of that room where um, I often sense him and where I sensed him the first time I came here. Um, so I thought that was significant because eventually, years later, I don't know why it took so long, we finally had the paranormal friends come and do an investigation. So one weekend we weren't, we were out of town 
And so they set up, you know, cameras and sensors and microphones. Um, and they did not have any auditory anomalies. <laughs> but they showed a video clip to us. Um, and um, it's a video clip of the location where Walter hangs out, which is in front of the white doors of my closet. Mm -hmm. So you see the white door, and then you see a black dot that appears. Yeah. It doesn't fly in. It doesn't, like, come from a different angle. It just appears in the screen. Um, it's maybe a couple inches in diameter. And then it, it elongates to like four inches on two sides, like a pointed star, but vertical. And then it shrinks down mm -hmm. and then it zips out. Yep. I've seen it completely bizarre. <laughs> out of the frame. Terrifying. Yeah. Um, so I think, uh, you know, there's that uh, remarkable piece of video. I, you know, still we don't know. They don't know what that was it wasn't a fly it wasn't a bug they tried a bunch of stuff to try and debunk it um it wasn't anything they put in front of the lens so um i guess that leads me to uh you know i'm gonna call it walter yeah <laughs> yeah so anyway there you have it and there are plenty more stories uh but i guess ultimately we don't know what those sounds were in our other episodes but i'm gonna call it walter Awesome. I agree. <laughs> I agree because what else? It, it's very strange. Um, I have had weird feelings, you know, when I've been here, when you've been away and I'm babysitting the Dobermans. Um, and it's in the shower right next to the creepy small room. I don't like I will drive home and shower and come back yeah. and watch the doggies because I, I feel like some creepy thing is in there with me. Yeah. It's really terrifying. Yeah. And certainly, you know, there's been, there's doggy stuff too, but we don't have time for all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll but, catch up with everything yeah. at some point. Yeah. You'll hear all of our stories, beloved yeah. listeners. Uh, yeah. yeah. So that's, that's our that. today's. And we hope that you will come back and listen to more stories and follow us. Follow us. Because <laughs> we're going to post new stories uh, sometimes. Sometimes often, sometimes with a day or two of, who knows? Yeah, we're we going to try to. We have commitment issues and we don't have schedule. <laughs> yeah, we're those people that don't uh, just, stay on schedule. No. But uh, it is October, so it is. you'll probably it is. get quite a few uh, episodes coming out this yeah, month. Yeah, I think so. Some from Tucson, some maybe from other places. Mm -hmm. Definitely uh, one or two more haunted houses. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. We'll do my haunted house That's at some point. Yes, maybe next. So thank you again. And please do follow us, you know, turn your friends on to our podcast. And thank you, thank you, thank you so thank much. Thank you for coming to the house.